This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. This is Save Eureka, podcast number 34, Lost. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, yes. New Eureka. Yay. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) I just got to say, you know how evil a person is, a villain is, like Beverly, when their eyebrows are darker and pointier than they've ever been before. <laughs> We've given her the Spock treatment. Yeah. All she needs is a little goatee. To be. <laughs> Live wrong and prosper. Did you notice that? Her eyebrows were like super dark and. Yeah, we did only see her for a moment. She pointy. was lit from below too, which is also a, usually an indicator of evil. Is that a euphemism? Oh, yeah. <laughs> And uh, is that really an indicator yeah. of evil? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, you pointed that out in a Red Dwarf you know episode. Whole, I didn't realize. You know the whole uh, flashlight under the face. Telling <laughs> oh yeah, like Vincent Price. Story. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's traditional. Plus, I mean, everybody in Eve knows that. I mean, you always right, if you're right. evil, you always light your character from below. Oh, I was yeah. trying to figure out that guy that she was talking to. I didn't get a good look. I didn't recognize him though. Well, random. Evil guess, character for the new season, I guess. I guess maybe we should back up. <laughs> yeah, maybe discussing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so first of all, you know, we have to remember, of course, that uh, that the last thing that happened in the cliffhanger at the end of season four. Right, we've got everybody who's been prepping for this Astraeus mission for like six months or whatever, doing and, this test on board the the ship. Right, and then at the last second. Um, I don't. I need to go back and rewatch no, the cliffhanger. Uh, but pretty, Allison gets yeah, trapped. Al, no, Allison was on board, and in the process, they uh, uh, they have this countdown. The countdown starts and accelerates, and they end up going away right at the end, and that's it. Right. You know? the The ship disappears, and we know that Allison's on board, and she just barely has time to basically get into a seat and kind of put the harnesses on and stuff. Uh, while it's rumbling. Yeah, and of course now we're into this episode. So, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. and that's where we pick up is is they disappeared and now they're they're back and So we do know that the ship went somewhere. <laughs> As in not in the room. Right. We yeah. <laughs> we know that it left GD and we I know think, that it it traveled somewhere. I think we have violently. to assume at least some distance away because if yeah. it was with, you know, if it was say I don't know, a 1000 feet straight up, they probably would have noticed that. Right. Right. Well, yeah. I, I think I think what it is is it's kind of like you know they built that receiver on Titan, but they could have built it anywhere on the planet and just like you know just pointed it the right direction. Somehow Beverly's team has captured them. So that's kind of an interesting one to me because I was thinking, maybe they're on the moon. Well, yeah, I was thinking about that. I mean, and I, I could be just going out on the left field here, but the thing that they built is actually. If I understand correctly, it has to kind of be line of sight, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah. Like it's not. It's not that it's it's not a transporter, right? It's shooting the thing at at you know light speed, and then the other is catching it. Wasn't there a season uh, season four Eureka episode about that? Right, where they they had had the test bed engine, where you know they had to get the uh, decelerator back online, otherwise, yeah, it was you know uh, it, the the test bed would like hit the the Earth with the. Uh, power of a thousand atomic bombs yeah. it was henry getting screwed over part nine zillion when uh oh, god when, 
Oh yeah, God! And the Kim robot showed up. <laughs> yeah, before before the uh, <laughs> before the reveal at <laughs> the end of this torturing. episode, I'm like Henry gets boned again. <laughs> you like you see him like I I never gave up. It's like oh man, you're just damn you're just it, so screwed at this point. Yeah, Hen- I, Henry. I, I want to see Henry do like a uh, you know Sarah Connor. You know, like we see him doing pull-ups. Ironically, yeah, we we see him. Yeah, exactly. We see him doing pull-ups in his room, and then he comes out. You know, I'm much better now, clearer, (laughs) and then and then just go nuts. That would be hilarious. Well, I mean, at this point, I mean, we haven't seen Henry. We haven't seen Carter yet. So we haven't seen anybody except Allison's perspective, from what I can tell. Yeah, and from the just out of interest, I did. We've seen Zane's perspective as well. Like, well, I think they're all networked together here. Go ahead, Chuck. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I did go back and freeze frame the ending and watch relatively closely. And there are are people you can't see. There's a big circle of people. (laughs) Right. So so there are quite a few, which we would assume would be other people who were on the Astraeus at the time, both part of the crew and not, right? Which, incidentally, are the greatest minds of GD. (laughs) I guess, yeah. Right, right. Because, I mean, they, they got selected for that process, right? I mean, yeah. they beat out everybody else. The one thing, so so as far as I could tell, it did look like the people who were there were only the people that were on the ship. I don't know right. how many people yeah. were on the ship because, well, you, you freeze-framed it so you know, but I thought that ring was of people the, all lying down looked like it was quite a few, like 20 or something. It was Yeah, well, it was the, it was the crew that was selected for Astraeus at the end of... Season four, they were all on group. board doing a full oh. test. Oh, okay, see, I, I like thought... they were they were doing like a full launch pad test, right? So they would all be there and uh, online. And actually, the the way that that reinforces it, like um, when Fargo is quote made the head of GD in in this virtual reality, he reinstates all of the the Astraeus personnel in key positions, right? And will use them to get all of the. The quote rest of GD back online, right? So it's all of anybody that was on that ship when it took off is in the virtual reality. My question was, uh, you know, from whose perspective are we seeing this virtual reality? Because if, for example, um, Allison, I, I suspect that it might be from Allison's perspective. I know that it could be like, all right, what I'm saying is there could be this virtual reality that they're all sharing in. Yeah, or it could be individual each, ones. Each person could have their own completely have separate admit, virtual reality. I think, I think it would be shared, actually, because, I mean, the the whole thing ties together. Like, the, all, the, everything that they were doing, they were all in different places doing different things to work together to, you know, solve a problem, right? Yeah, but why couldn't that just be imagined? I mean, why couldn't because, Allison be... Because Zane, we saw his perspective at one point where he briefly flashed out when he got electrocuted. Remember when Zane yeah, got electrocuted yeah, yeah, by, the, by the Martha bot and he kind of zapped out for a moment and sure. then zapped back in? Yeah, I guess that's that's a good argument. I think that is. You know what? I, Plus it just I, makes I, more I, sense, you know? From the start of the episode, I'm like thinking, oh man, I mean, what are they just trying to up one-up BSGs? Like they did one year? Ah, screw that, we'll do four years! It and felt very BSG. Actually, that didn't strike me at all because I was thinking four years is nothing hell I mean 
Last time it was like, hey, we're 50 years back in time. Yeah. No, I thought it was a way to... Hell, it, this is nothing, man. I was like, so that's how they explain the hiatus. That was funny. Yeah. After me, that comment, I about lost it. <laughs> this I, is I your think, daughter who is now 12. <laughs> this is how long the show's been off the air. Well, actually, it's like Carter, Carter's like, you know, those terrible twos lasted until she was six. It's like, yeah. how old is that kid? And, and They were and, gone for four years. Was Alex... <laughs> and it literally is the same girl who played Jenna in the original. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, we've just been doing it for that yeah. long. <laughs> it did feel BSG, though, not so much for me because of the jump in time, but the music. The music. Yeah. yeah, the music. I mean, and they even had that sequence that goes, bong, 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 bong. I heard that twice. I was like, oh, well, Bear, you shocker. didn't. Well, yeah. bringing the boomer theme up, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, I have to admit, and, and it's kind of funny, I I definitely, I actually kind of liked the, the beginning, you know, the, oh, the whole. I know. I love it, it that. Was so, it was so eureka. It's Creepy. not, it's not, yeah. Yeah, it's so, it, it does, I guess what I'm saying is it, do, it wouldn't surprise me in the least for this show to come back and go, pow, 90 degrees in a different direction because it's done that like four times already. We were disappointed to find out that it was a virtual reality because it would have been awesome to see. I Okay, there. well, there's a couple reasons why I suspected it was a virtual reality before they, they dropped it. And the only time that I faltered on that assumption after about the two-minute mark was when Carter and Joe were having a scene together. I'm like, okay, well, these were two people not on Astraeus. But then you see that Allison's watching the whole thing. So there weren't any scenes in that entire episode that were shot without characters from the Astraeus mission. Right, right. So that, that's how I, that's, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm trying to think. It's like, have we seen just one of just Carter going around and doing stuff? No, he just shows up, does something, and leaves. And that's very different for how Eureka normally works. And even when, um, crap, what's Henry's wife's name? Um, how did I forget uh, that? Well, even when she shows up back at... We've been watching season two for a while. Right. Even when she shows up back at home, we don't... It's like it's it starts when she enters the room. You know, she walks into the uh, the garage or that shop that cool shop you know and then henry shows up like oh my god well, you know? well actually it, it, it's a type of film like i mean back back in the tng days remember the moriarty episode grace grace, grace yeah there we go remember the moriarty episode where moriarty traps picard data and barkley in the holodeck uh yes you never see any shots uh, like you never see any establishing shots, establishing shots of the Enterprise or any scenes without those one of those three characters in them. Sure, like the cinematography and then suggests. When you finally see Riker um, bargaining with Moriarty outside the holodeck, it's it's actually a it's actually a completely different shot, and you're like, oh yeah, I haven't seen anybody but Picard and and Data and Barkley this whole time. And and they did the exact same thing here, and it was enough that I was like, I think I know what's going on here. Yeah, it was really cool. I, I personally, I'm glad it's a, a reality because I I really don't like the new Andy. Well, yeah, I don't think anyone does, but it, it was a creepy idea. But he was made to be so likable. Yeah. Oh man, they really turned him on Ed, didn't they? You know. Um, I thought I was like 
horrified and tantalized and excited when the scene happened with Joe confronting the Martha bot and then Carter, this is what freaked me out more than anything was Carter coming over and apologizing and being like, Oh, it's okay. You know, we've got it all worked out. And I was like, Holy crap. Like what is going Something's on? Gone wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the other thing that really moved me, I guess, different subject kind of, but Allison, my heart broke for Allison when first of all, Jenna said, it's nice to meet you. Yeah, I just that was oh, tough. my heart just like oh, tore yeah. in half for her because, you know, I don't, I don't know if you've ever had like a, a wonderful experience, like maybe babysitting or having a, a little kid who's like a, a relative or or something where you have this bond, you know, and you always wonder, like, will they remember me? Like I used to babysit these two kids who were uh, brother and sister and the girl was five and her brother was two. And um I loved them, you know, and, and I just, they made my life better. And it, it was especially at a time when I really needed it. And they were just, I just loved them to pieces. And when I moved away and I went away to college and stuff, um, I kept in touch. Like we wrote letters and stuff. Um, her, her mom and I were, you know, friends and we would write, but I didn't see them until like a few years back. And I, I stopped by the house when I was up in New York visiting and um, the daughter was uh, like, 15 or something and the the son was like 12 and they didn't remember me oh and that's sad yeah and i mean they they knew who i was because they had kind of heard the stories and stuff and there were a couple things with the the daughter who she's on facebook and i i had messaged her like when she turned 18 i sent her a we we kind of wrote back and forth and i said hey you know you used to do this funny thing when you were little and i was babysitting you and and she kind of vaguely remembered it it was like she had a shadow memory or one or two but there's something, and these are just kids that I babysat, you know, I can't even imagine if it was your own daughter and, you know, you had spent all of this life and, and passion and imagining what she was going to be like when she got older. And then here you are with what seems like a couple hours later and she doesn't even know you. I was just like, oh my God. Allison took it pretty well. And then the Carter and Joe thing, did anyone else think that was weird? I, when, when some, <laughs> when... Yeah, when 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 whoever said that, like, well, I guess that makes sense. I was, I actually said out loud, "No, it doesn't." I know, I had that same thought. I can't, was it Zane? Uh, I it must have been Zane. Like, I, I guess that makes sense. You know, kind of trying to well, justify it somehow. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. When well, when Colin sense. Ferguson <laughs> kissed Erica Chera, it felt it didn't feel like Carter kissing Joe. It felt like Colin Ferguson kissing Erica Chera, and I was just it's like, like I was kissing my brother. <laughs> Exactly. That's what it felt like to me watching it. I was like, squeaky. It didn't feel right. I know. It was just weird. And when when Allison's like, are you in love with her? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, no, you're not. It's Joe. (laughs) You're not in love with Lupo. Lupo's like your kid sister. (laughs) You love her like a sister. You never know, though. Four years is a long time. I'm the, not kidding. Uh, I'm not kidding. The uh, the the picture that uh, Allison's kid had drawn was a, a pretty good cop out too, because you think that the, uh, the 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 tall woman could be Zoe, but nope, it's Joe. Oh no! Because there's there's four people. There's Carter. There's Joe. There's uh, no. There were five. No, there were five after he, she drew Allison in. 
Oh, okay. So there were four initially, and then she drew the drew Allison in and said, "Now we're families all complete." Right. I think it would have been cool if one of them had a really big gun. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the picture right now, and I noticed that like they, <laughs> she drew the bunker as the house, you know, more than everybody's in, like the exterior. Yeah, yeah, like you know how normally you, you know it would be a kid's drawing, so you know you draw like the very stereotypical house. Like no, she's drawn the very target. stereotypical bunker yeah. with like a <laughs> silo door on it. <laughs> it's great. Wow. I like how he said when my smart house got dumb. Yeah. That yeah. was that was awesome. Yeah, wow. Who okay, before it was before we found out it was Sarah in charge of GD, who did you think it was going to be? I mean, I thought maybe Beverly. I didn't have any thought about it until like 30 seconds before the scene and then I was like, "Oh my god, it's Sarah." And then it was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, was uh in the office that used to be uh Fargo's office, there was this painting with like a sideways face on it that was like cut off and you could see like the eye was that andy in the in the picture it looked like a modern art of like him lying on his side with like half the half the face obscured that would be hilarious if it was him i'm i got i got this thing up on the screen it it seems to be very clearly a woman oh it's okay all right that that would be awesome if they sold like Andy modern art you know (laughs) like the Fargo bobblehead except it's like $600 it's like Andy glamour shots (laughs) section 5 is now just a photo studio with Andy's taking pictures of each other oh my god full time oh that's just going a whole disturbing route yes it is so what did you think about the uh, (laughs) what did you think about the just like wealth of pop culture references like the um like fargo pulling out all of the like the chips or whatever and sarah going what was she saying like what are you doing what are you doing douglas you know like how oh yeah yeah. i'm sorry douglas i can't let you do that right and i mean there were just like one right after the other pop culture references crammed in everything it's a brave new world and uh, all the, the all the Battlestar references, all the Matrix. The, adi- the initial one made me really laugh out loud when they're like, you know, walking down the ramp uh, on the Astraeus uh, ship, and then Fargo comes charging past with a flag, plants it, goes first. Oh, that was awesome! It's like the first poster in in, in like a in, in like a trolling thread. <laughs> yeah, like, first. That, that was hilarious. That was great. That made me laugh out loud. I'm trying to think that there were a number. There were some of, more backdoor access jokes too, which, which, which was good, right? <laughs> yeah, I caught that. And Isaac's ass, you know, we had that going on. That was great. I'm trying to think of uh, crap. I'm trying to remember all the the references. Some of them were kind of uh, obscure too. Like not all of them were were flat out obvious, like sci-fi well, so, or. There, there were a couple quick like in in jokes as well, like obviously the backdoor access joke, but um, and and you know Isaac's ass uh, with the adrenaline suppression system, you know bad acronyms. Did you see the jeep got destroyed again? Yes, Chuck noticed that. <laughs> it's just a very quick shot as that uh, that uh, drone is just cr- flying down Main Street, it's just like pow. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's dead again. Well, Chuck, you were saying that you thought it'd be cool if they continued with that like essentially that brave new world storyline you know what were you kind of uh what were you hoping for before we find out that it's virtual oh i don't know i guess uh i don't know that that just seemed like 
you know, in, in so many past episodes, in so many past seasons, we get to the end of the season, right when you feel like, you know, Eureka is starting to play out, you know, all the interactions between people are starting to either resolve or find their equilibrium or something, you know, they would kick it and go another direction. And uh, I mean, we had season four with, which is the biggest example, you know, with the time traveling and, and, uh, you know, we have the alternate universe and we have all this, just all this neat stuff that they've taken these science fiction ways of just really twisting everything really and bold. Yeah. And, and making a new show. And I thought, wow, how cool is it to take, you know, when you, especially if you kind of know that it might be your last season, you know, to, to, to go ahead and just go balls out and do something that is almost a different show. And, and, uh, I, that that's really exciting, and I of course I have to admit I you know yeah I think that's really cool, but I'm not I'm not concerned necessarily because the end was different than that you know that there's something else going on because we still uh, you know there's so this still follows a lot of the uh, kind of I don't know it brings a lot of the same things we don't know where they are and that's an interesting question yeah we have a, an open secret which is always awesome and it's very eureka. You know, so far, every time, every season, there's been like a big secret of some kind that some people know, we like know, and they contain. don't. Yeah. yeah. And and so we have one of those. And, uh, you know, we're afraid for our char- for some of our favorite characters, which is always a good thing in, in a show like this. And uh, yeah. and Beverly's back, which is always oh, fun. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. You know, what What this reminded me of a little bit, and I'm cool with it. I'm, I'm really excited about it, the whole the whole plot and everything. But it reminds me a little bit of uh, when I was doing improv classes. One of the um, tendencies that I and some of the other people had when we were in the class, like playing out these scenes, is, you know, the idea is that from the top of the scene, you're supposed to grab the first thing that can become a quote unquote thing. Like whatever kind of jumps out is something that you can grab onto as an idea to, to anchor and play off of. You're supposed to grab that within like the first two or three lines of the scene. And what we would do is we'd come in and do like two or three lines. We'd have a thing. We'd play with that thing for a couple of lines and then we'd create a new thing. And then we play with that for a few lines and then create a new thing. So it felt like a series of unresolved plots kind of going one right after the other. And like we weren't fully committed to any one storyline. And the instructors would say, hey, you know, that's awesome. And you're showing that you can do this, but it's better to be simple and go with the first thing and then really dig into that one instead of flitting around all these story, all these possibilities. Yeah, it feels like Eureka has been really, I, that's kind of the magic thing is that Eureka has continued to move forward on the whole. Yeah. Even though they've gone off in these, you know, switched these directions. So that's, it's unusual. I don't, I don't know that I've ever seen a show do that. Both one or the other. Yes. You know, like, like develop very fully or, or take some 90 degree turns, but never both at the same time. Or at least it's rare. I think one of the only shows that I've seen like really successfully continue to like reinvent itself and maintain the same spirit is Chuck. Yeah. Remember like Mm. every season of Chuck, it would completely reinvent itself in unpredictable ways and then maintain the same spirit that made it. That's true. But you don't see it done that successfully very often. No. Yeah, I was thinking even shows like BSG that definitely went in different directions to some extent never took that real wide turn. I mean, they they kind of like the plot developed 
you know, and it may have developed significantly that changed things a lot, but it never felt like it just turned. You know, yeah, the, the only time it really <clears throat> took a huge turn was that one year later. Where it's like, okay, well, maybe now we're looking at a completely different show with uh, having to deal with uh, living on this planet and seeing what happens now. Because this now could be a very completely different show, but, you know, within four episodes, they're back on the ships. Exactly, yeah. It felt like it was going to be one of those turns, but it was kind of a fake turn. (laughs) One year later, but, you know, it's still only going to be a four-parter, and then we're going to move on. (laughs) It turns out the real turn, the big turn was the mustache. (laughs) (laughs) And he shaved it off! We're done. done. It's over. Porn stash be gone. But, yeah. No, I mean, I don't, and and I'm not sure. I haven't seen Lost, so I don't know if Lost did that. If, if uh, Lost they, does it, but in a schizophrenic way. Yeah, yeah. It's it like from season to season, it will they they introduce a new concept and a new storyline and a new idea to the overall story, but it takes it a little too far. Like it goes to the point where near the end. A lot of people really had no idea what was going on. <laughs> I mean, because unless you watched every single episode and understood everything they wanted to get across, it was really hard to keep up with that thing. I mean, you, you, and yet you would it just, seemed that everybody did. Well, everybody did because you had no choice. If, if, you, <laughs> if you got behind on that thing, you're boned. I mean, there, there, there's just no watching the show because it's like it's a like, quagmire. Well, that bunker that you know you have to press a key every 108 minutes. It's like, oh no, no, no! That was like five episodes ago. They're they're moved on from that. You know? It's 111 and a half minutes now. That, What's that, wrong that with thing you? has been destroyed, brought back in an alternate timeline, and destroyed again. It's fine. <laughs> you know? We're way past that. And its evil twin sister was resurrected. Now we're scratching scratching names off of a, a cave wall I'm and picturing and, you this know, button with. Pulling a, a like stopper goatee. out of a lake and <laughs> watching the island sink. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous, but all of that did happen. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah, that little red button has a goatee. So, I mean, in 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 our opinions, do do we think that this is going to be like a two-parter thing, or, or is this going to be the, the, the last season of them trying to get away from this? I don't know. And, and once again, boning Henry over again. <laughs> I think awful. that the chances of Henry getting boned again are, are high. Yeah, when we come back, when <laughs> yeah, we come back from the virtual reality, whatever's going on in the actual reality, he's going to get boned again. Pretty much. Just in well, a new I mean, and different think way. about it right now. I mean, Carter, Joe, and, and Henry are sitting around going, um, so where'd everyone go? And Carter and Joe are like, want to make out okay <laughs> it's like oh good that's the end of the season allison's like oh good thing that was a virtual reality let me get back to my why are you guys making out <laughs> no seriously that actually happened <laughs> no. that's what you know? the, by the way i had read that it's 13 episodes they had had 12 oh, okay and then now, there was, was well they 13th. ordered one more right yeah so the 13 okay. is the all right sweet now i i can't i'm sorry i don't know this but at what point in the making of this season were they aware that the show had been not had been canceled basically once they after episode 12 i think i think it was during filming of the last couple okay so like yeah. So that's what we had said before. Like too late to change them, but mm-hmm. yeah. So where so, we're at right now, everything that we're seeing right now was with them fully intending to continue. And yeah. Okay. All right. That's. 
Well, I think it's always a question. I, I don't think it's ever a given, uh, except when they buy multiple seasons like they have sure. in the past. But but with this one, yeah, I think that the intent was that it, it could well continue until uh, until it didn't. And then they were right at the end. So, yeah, I mean, it'll, you're right. At this point, it's definitely not angling toward a completion, though, though it seems like there are definitely seasonal arcs. You know, would you guys yeah. agree? Oh, yeah. I mean, almost yeah. Well, especially having, having watched two seasons very recently, the first two. I mean, you, you do get that feeling like the first, the first season's arc is the artifact. The second season's arc is Kevin and uh, the Henry. Artifact. <laughs> Kevin and the artifact. <laughs> no, Kevin and Henry, really. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's what that second season revolves around is those two characters. And the third season, um, I can't remember what it was, but Ar- it was Artivin. like it was... What was that? Artivin. Kevin Fact. <laughs> uh, I want to say it was... Nope, don't remember. I could probably look it up. be worth watching again. See, it's well, great. Crap. Hey, See, my, my favorite season uh, thus far has well, that been that was four. the one that was interrupted during the writer's strike. <laughs> right. My oh, Season yeah. four was my favorite season up until now. So. Yeah. I just thought season four was like outstanding, and I, I liked the show up until that point a lot. I just four was like oh. season four was alternate timeline season, right? I and then season five is Astraeus season, I guess. I mean, uh, whatever this is, right? Oh, three was the one with the the big finding out what uh, like Kimbot and all that. Yeah, i I have to admit, I think one of the biggest bonuses in season <laughs> four in season end of season four beginning of season five is the addition of uh, felicia day and will wheaton yeah oh, yeah. So? yeah i mean i think will wheaton's character has been kind of fun up until now when i suspect that his character now has kind of the freedom to change again a bit yeah and what to be you- played in another way which could be a lot of fun what did you think of Friendly Parish? It was hilarious. <laughs> that was really funny. It reminds me of Smiling Sheldon. Yeah, <laughs> creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. Oh, come know? on. We both know that's your koala face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was like, holy crap. You know, that's not right, you know? And and Felicia Day just makes this whole thing a lot of fun. I love you know? Felicia Day, man. Yeah, I got to admit, you're you're dead on there. I've been we've been watching yes. her her video Vlog. yeah her video blog oh it's awesome every time we watch it I just love her more I'm like I she's so she's so it wonderful really and, well and smart and funny and cute and pale and I just love her <laughs> it's true and inter- just entertaining she's like Audrey's like she's an inspiration to us all <laughs> she is you laugh you laugh yeah but her stuff her 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 video blog is so well done oh and it's the- great. You know, high production quality and fun and, and entertaining and nice, just the right length. They're like, you know, six to ten minutes long. Yeah. And it's it's good stuff. Once a week, real easy to find. Uh, her Geek and Sundry channel is pretty cool as well. Uh, if I'm, you haven't been checking out uh, Modern Geek, we were talking about that last week, I think, right? We were talking about uh, the whole Geek and Sundry uh, yeah. thing that Felicia Day has got going on in the Nerdist channel. All this YouTube content that's coming out, it's great. Yeah, it is. Yeah, really excited about uh, upcoming tabletop, which is uh, yes. well, I, I, again 
seems appropriate to talk about here, right? Because it's Felicia about, Day, yeah. it's about time it with Will Wheaton. You know? <laughs> it is about time that that kind of sports made it to TV. <laughs> well, and you know what? That's, it is. I, have, I you, agree. Audrey, you watched the first episode of Tabletop, right? She no, has not. I haven't seen it at oh, all. Oh my. Okay, it's it's got Grant Imahara and Will Wheaton. Nice. On it. it, it these it are the people fantastic. who should be running TV. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and you know what's great is I think I think they will be soon enough. You know, it's like they've barely been getting exposure on TV because uh, I think the mainstream TV sees their kind of niche audience as maybe not quite big enough, and yet their niche audience is huge online. Sure. So uh, YouTube has finally kind of figured that out. And uh, we 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 talked about this in Modern Geek, but as essentially YouTube funded a couple of yeah right uh, channels projects yeah and and hers is is absolutely awesome. So one was Felicia Day and one was Will Wheat. Uh, one was uh, Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick, Nerdist, and the other one was, Nerdist yeah. Okay. And and uh, you know Chris Hardwick stuff is all right. It's kind of fun, but uh, Felicia Day stuff is like spot. On. I love the editing in her. It's so well vlog. done. It's yeah, funny. lighting, editing, everything just really good, and it it shows. And she she's got the process down. She for, does for, for doing this. Like I mean, we were talking about this. She worked her way from the ground up on how to do internet video and make it look professional. Yes. So yeah. when she suddenly gets a influx of money, it's like okay, well let's start up a bunch of shows let's and see do what it you can this do. way. She it's picks like, okay, up her Rolodex and starts calling all the badass <laughs> hey, people. Will Wheaton, do you want to host a TV show about video games? And we're uh, going to put it on YouTube. He's it's about, like, okay, about sure. tabletop gaming, yeah, Sweet. which is like his thing actually, anyway. And then Actually, for the Settlers, Settlers of Catan episode, uh, one of the guests is uh, Neil Grayson. Yeah, and awesome. uh, actually isn't... Uh, yeah, isn't uh, uh, oh, crap. There are a couple of Eureka people on. I want to see... Yeah. Uh, I think so, yeah. What's her name of place? Claudia. I want to see her on from where else 13 yeah. oh right right yeah, that would be, be fun oh yeah it's a good connection there too but yeah i mean that that was awesome and then of course she goes to uh you know she goes to veronica belmont who has done a little bit of tv yeah yeah and uh, yeah. They, they created a video version of sword and laser that she's been doing as a, an audio podcast for years oh what's the thing felicia day was talking about her book club the um oh i can't remember the name it's awesome though. it's like the I can't remember. It was like the Vagina Book Club or something, yeah. where it's like the Romance Book Club, yeah, yeah, where they it's these women, including her and her friends, and they they do like it looked like they it showed like a split screen with four of them, and they do some kind of like I think video they're using chat Google where, Hangouts for it. Yeah, it looked like it, and uh, oh, it's pretty unofficial, right. I, I, I think. Yeah, I just thought it was neat because they recommend good books, and Felicia Day makes good recommendations for a lot of pop culture things. At least they line up with the kind of stuff I like. I had a really weird Vaginal experience. fantasy. Vaginal fantasy. I had a really <laughs> weird experience today. Um, I was trying to mention like obscure topics, trying to encourage my students to write about anything for their research paper, no matter how obscure it would seem. Because even pop culture things, you can find lots of stuff to write about. You know, the idea is, can you say something interesting and research it and back it up? You don't have to write about gun control or immigration if you don't want to, you know? And I threw out like the... Uh, the influence of the meme of lolcats on American society, you know, and virtually no one in the class knew what I was talking about. I kid you not. They had not heard of lolcats and they're like, what is that? And I'm like, like LOL cats. And they're like, no. And they started looking it up and they're like, oh my God, this is funny. Oh, look, this is cute. <laughs> and, and this and I said, is how memes are spread. And I said, 
you guys. Yeah, oh yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I know. And there was there was like one person in the class who knew what I was talking about. But I'm like, you guys use the internet, right? I mean, where have you been? I, I just I don't the, get it. You know, do we use different internets? I you finally know? saw the. the You've been on Facebook, and that's pretty much it. That's oh, what I, I'm like. Get it Facebook from there. and Hotmail. No, that's what I said. I was like, for all the time you guys spend on Facebook, you need to talk to each other. <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> I actually finally saw the reverse meme of that you know the inverse meme the one with the uh, keanu picture uh-huh. with him from uh bill and ted looking real confused and saying oh yeah what if the cats have an internet and it it's full of pictures of us yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's that's just, been, that's awesome it is it is like it was i, I have a i'll send it to I you love that that keanu <laughs> meme is my favorite one better way better than sad keanu i like the oh really i like the ted keanu one <laughs> the dead Keanu. Yeah. Sort of sad Keanu. <laughs> so, you know, I, go ahead. We're, we're, get, we're getting close to the end of the uh, yes. end of the cast here, yeah. but there is one thing I compiled here. Um, I think I figured out the major, real major difference in the old universe to the new universe. Yeah. Oh, yeah? It's that Beverly is less ineffective. <laughs> think, <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> b- b- before the time change. Wow. Before the time change, she, you know, helped Walter Perkins with her uh, providing like illegal research materials. Right. And that resulted in failure. Then he, then she killed Walter Perkins' wife. And it turns out that, you know, she wasn't the real person. (laughs) Nobody left her anyways. (laughs) Then she sabotaged the artifact research and got sent to Gitmo. (laughs) 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 Jumpsuit Beverly. They should have an action of Jumpsuit Beverly. Then she colluded with Henry to use Kevin to access the Akashic Field, and the result was that Kevin got disconnected from the artifact. Womp womp. (laughs) Wait, wait, no, then more. Um, In in season four with the time travel, she, uh, she conspired to try to bring back her father's legacy, you remember? Right, but Screw that but this up. Is, this, is, this is after the time change, right? Kills Beverly like she, and gets arrested. Womp womp. Yeah, like <laughs> a, after the time change, she controls Allison with the neural implant. Right. And right. that actually works for quite a while. I know. And then it but, falls apart. Womp And then womp. it falls apart. But <laughs> and now she's like abducted the greatest minds in Eureka and is putting them to use. Let's it's like kidnap all she's of them actually this time. less ineffective than she was before so that was you know. so weird when she was uh like controlling allison's movements and she was like inside allison i'm like allison's walking around like feeling herself up and talking in all these weird sultry sentences and like manipulating people and no one notices the, like, the, the, <laughs> the clincher to all of this is that the technology she's using right now to get away with her goals is a complete accident from when carter got zapped in uh, got knocked in the head and then put on uh put on the therapy device yeah and got stuck in a virtual reality that he thought was entirely real interesting i mean that that was a complete accident that wasn't supposed to happen wow boy beverly has had her fingers it's in like a lot beverly of pies has hasn't she what's her greatest achievement carter got hit in the head beverly has actually been the the evil source of evil since day one in this entire show <laughs> she is the enemy like all the evil in Eureka basically is all Beverly. condensed into this one person. Guys, we are going to have to wrap it up because we got another podcast starting in a few minutes. Audrey, you got anything to add at the end here? No, just I love, 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 love the new Eureka. So way to go, writers. Uh, we totally support you. I'm really excited for next week and, uh, you know, find out 
<laughs> if Beverly's eyebrows get pointier and if that goatee starts coming in. One. I may not be Sean, but <laughs> I'm so looking forward to new episodes here. Hell yeah. Every week for a while. This is awesome. Speaking of, we'll be back next week with more new Eureka. From everyone here at Save Eureka and GWC, thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch Eureka or other fun shows with some of the friendliest people in geekdom, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. We'd love to hear from you as well. If you have something to add to the show, give us a call at 214-296-9229. That's 214-296-9229. And follow the instructions there to leave us a message for inclusion in a future podcast. Financial support from listeners like you keep all GWC podcasts on the net each week. To find out how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate. 